Edutainment Learning is powered by Academica Virtual Education and Collegia TV. For more information, visit www.edutainmentlearning.com. My name is Tracy Whitaker, and I'm the executive producer of Pawn Stars um, and uh, basically a television producer. Very cool. Uh, do you mind if we just jump straight into some student questions? Yeah, of course. All right, so these were emailed to me ahead of time. And guys, if you're in here in the chat, go ahead and um, just send them directly to me. One of the kids wanted to know what inspired you to uh, pursue a career in television production? Uh, gosh, that came so early to me. I, I actually loved local news. And so I started in local news when I went to college. Um, I really wanted to be able to be a storyteller and uh, and be able to report on different things and, and give people information. And, and uh, a television seemed fun and, uh, and a different way to do it. So I've always loved to write and always, um, you know, really had a an early admiration uh, and infatuation with television as well. That's cool. Um, one of the kids, they emailed and they want to know, what does a typical day look like for you as an executive producer of Pawn Stars? Wow. Um, so we actually are doing a new show. It's called Pawn Stars Do America. And uh, we've been traveling the country for about eight months now. We're in season two. And uh, so we've literally picked up the pawn shop and we've taken it on the road. So we visited everywhere from Providence, Rhode Island, uh, Tampa, Florida, Dallas, Texas. So um, our crew literally has to have several trucks and we have a venue that we rent and we literally put together um, a makeshift pawn shop. Uh, it's, it's kind of like a set and uh, you never know what you're going to get. Like on the on the show, Rick always says, I never know what's going to come through the door. Well, we open up this whole event to the public. And so we don't know what's going to come through. We don't know what items are going to come through. And so you're going to have to be on your toes. Um, I like to joke that, um, you know, Pawn Stars sometimes needs to be called Pivot Stars because as a TV producer, uh, you might have your complete day planned. Uh, you have everything, you know, perfectly laid out and exactly what you want, but uh, nothing ever happens the way you want it. So you have to pivot a lot. So that's a, a word that if you want to be in this business, uh, pivot is definitely going to be a word that you use a lot. So we have a, a student question from Spain, and this is Deli. And Deli, you had a very good question. Go ahead and unmute. Uh, hello. When you were young, did you think you would be a television producer? Um, no, I didn't. I actually, uh, I mean, going back into high school, I mean, I actually, um, I was very uh, into writing and I actually was the editor of my yearbook. And um, I, I was I was really into uh, more of a print journalism. I think I always wanted to do some kind of journalism, but I, I, I kind of made the shift in, into television and in college. But uh, I, I think I just wanted to be a reporter in some sense. I never, I never thought that I was going to be in, you know, unscripted television. I thought I would probably stay in the news arena. But uh, you know, this is it's just as exciting as as the television news is as well. It's very, very exciting stuff. Um, we have Felix in France. Uh, Felix, you should be able to unmute. Go ahead and ask your question. Uh, what is your best experience you lived in your job? My best experience in my job? Yeah. Um, gosh, you know, it's it's every day is different. Um, you know, what's great about being in this field is you don't have one day that's gonna be the same. So 
you know, you might be traveling somewhere, you might be interviewing someone, you might be, uh, you know, shooting a fun segment on a roller coaster. Uh, you know, every every day is different. And um, that's that's kind of what I like is I don't know necessarily what the day is going to bring. I mean, we do obviously try to schedule it. Um, there's to make to name one moment, I guess it would be really difficult to to name because I, I don't know exactly. I love every aspect of what we do. Uh, but I mean, we've had some amazing items on this show. So I guess for me, um, from a, a standpoint of seeing things of history, I mean, I've literally held onto a copy of the Declaration of Independence that uh, was literally tacked onto a bulletin board um, back, you know, in 1776 when, you know, everything came out. So um, having pieces of history in my hands, I guess would probably be the coolest thing about to now of, of what I've done with my job. You have such an eclectic experience at, at your position. And it's so cool to follow that. And guys, definitely check them out on the History Channel. Um, Eileen in Europe has a question for you. Uh, how much time did it take to start Pawn Stars? Well, I actually came into Pawn Stars. Pawn Stars had already existed when I got here. So uh, the show was up and going and was very successful. And the person that was the executive producer at that time um, actually wanted to move to New York. And the show is based in Las Vegas. And uh, everything kind of worked its way. And I became the executive producer of the show. Uh, I thought it was going to be a one season, two season kind of thing. I have been with the guys for almost 10 years now. And the show has been on for 16 years. So I've been there for nine and a half of those 16. So it was a success when I came in, but we continue to keep it, it a success. That's exciting. Um, one of the kids they had emailed and they want to know what is the most random item that has ever come across your camera while filming? Oof, we've had a lot. Um, uh, oh, shoot. I mean, we've had just recently we had someone come up to us with these earrings that looked, you know, okay, but then we found out they were made from human hair, and that was like done. That was something that was done um, in the early nineteen hundred, late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds. Um, they were antique earrings. Uh, oh gosh, I mean, we've had so many things. I actually was just downstairs filming with something that I think is really cool. So I'll tell you guys this: we just, we just actually found this in Phoenix, Arizona on our road show. So uh, a guy came in with two paintings, uh, one of a, a dog and one of Siamese cats. So if you've ever seen the Disney classic Lady and the Tramp, uh, these two paintings were actually painted by the artist, the original artist from Disney as an inspiration to um, the animated film. And Rick didn't believe in them. He thought that they were fake. Uh, we opened up old frames that were very, very old. And underneath cardboard, it was revealed that there was a signature from the artist, um, some more sketches from the artist, and they were they were real. So right now, we were holding on to the two original paintings that actually inspired the movie, which is kind of cool. That is wild. That's like every day you come in, it's like the movie National Treasure. Right. <laughs> so uh, Rosalie, you had an awesome question. Go ahead and unmute to ask. Hi, uh, I wanted to ask you if at one point in your life, you ever doubt about your job, about what you were doing, because uh, I'm really asking myself what I want to do. 
uh, later and I wanted to know if you doubt about it. Yes, um, I think we all like kind of have a doubt in the sense of is this my journey? Is this is this what I should be doing? Uh, as a producer, uh, it's part of your job to coordinate, set things up. Uh, you know, if if that is a skill set you have, it's definitely highly needed in this. Um, I'll tell you right now, I actually had a, a a whole wonderful shoot set up for today uh, with the owner of the Raiders and it, it's not happening. So you have to, again, pivot, as I say, um, and figure out what you want to do. And sometimes it gets, it might, that might get you down. It might get you distracted or disappointed in the sense that you can't do it or, you know, something that you wanted to do, it didn't happen, but it's not you. Um, you know, there's other people and factors and everything else that, that come into play. And so just know that, you know, there's a whole team that like actually puts everything together and, and you are the leader of that team. And so um, if you, if you feel comfortable in that leading role, then I, I think that you'll do well. Um, just surround yourself with people just as smart and good as you, and you guys will, you know, create a good team. And, and, and I think that you'll enjoy that journey. But if you're, you know, kind of doubting in the sense of like, what direction do I want to go in? Just try it, you know, just see, but just again, just know that it's, it's not you that doesn't, you know, get the, the shoot done or the, the thing coordinated or someone, you know, may have, you know, postponed or canceled on you. It, it's not you. It, there's so many factors that come into play. And uh, for clarification, you, you're an alumni for from UCF. I am. Okay. Uh, one of the kids wanted to know, and we're going to be doing a college fair with UCF, a virtual college fair in this spring. So you guys check out for that announcement. Uh, but one of the kids wanted to know, what did you study in college? I actually studied journalism. So I actually um, uh, basically, uh, I, I actually got a minor in political science because I did want to, you know, kind of go that reporter route. But I I, I basically got a, a degree in journalism and communications. And but I studied everything. I didn't know really kind of where I wanted to go. Again, you know, going back from that storytelling thing, I knew I wanted to be some avenue. So, you know, I, I took some of their film classes. I took their writing classes. I even took radio, you know, in the sense of, you know, that's another medium to go to, especially now with podcasts being so popular and that thing. So I think if it's a good to, you know, kind of take all of those courses, if, if you feel like this is, you know, kind of your world and what you're liking, because what you might think you were into, you're not. I mean, I thought I was going to be a print journalism person and I, you know, went to the television side. So again, I think you should kind of dabble in that whole world if it's something that you're into. But UCF's communication program was amazing. Um, it, it continues to be amazing. And that's really, truly, you know, where I kind of got my start. I actually interned at the local NBC uh, affiliates while I was at UCF. And that's really what's what started everything for me. That's cool. And that's like just, you know, all the places you'll go, you know, you know, you ne just never know. Uh, we'll go with a couple more student questions and we'll let you go. Uh, Alexander, you should be able to unmute. You had a really cool question. Go ahead and ask. Um... Is it like stressful to work in the TV as you never know if the audience will go down? Will go down? Super stressful. <laughs> I'm stressed out all the time. Um, but you just, again, like I said, you have to roll the punches. You just have to know it's not you. Things are going to happen. Uh, your your gear is going to break. Um, someone's not going to show up. You oh, There's always something that's going to happen. So you just kind of have to just roll the punches, take a deep breath. I recommend yoga. Um, but yes, it is a super stressful, especially if you're live television. 
I don't do live anymore, but I, I did used to work in local news. I worked for Fox Sports and I've done a lot of, a lot of live broadcasts. So you definitely, the live, uh, you know, broadcasts are definitely very stressful in the sense of making sure everything is, has come together and no one screws up or no one says anything bad while they're on air. So yes, it is, a, it is a stressful business, but you also have to think at the end of the day, you're having fun doing what, what you're doing for a living. And, um, you know, again, every day is different. So let the stress go. Just try to, you know, take in the moment, take a deep breath and, you know, just kind of go with the roll of the punches. One of the, we've been getting this a lot. Uh, one of the kids, they want to know off, off the top of your head, what is the most expensive item that has ever come through the shop? Probably I'm going to go back to the declaration of independence that we actually, we, well, I say we, I, I don't purchase things. So Rick purchased it and he, but he already had a deal set up. He, he knew someone that he thought might want it. So it was a quick uh, purchase and then sell, but that was $1.2 million for the copy of the declaration of independence. And again, that it's, it's, um it's called a broadsides copy. So when the declaration of independence was created, obviously we didn't have all of our social media apps to tell tell everyone what was going down. So they took that one copy, the original copy, and they told printers around the colonies to make their own copies and put them into pubs and churches. So that way people would know what was happening. And so there are 13 of these broadsides copies still in existence. And this is one of the 13. So that, um, so again, it was $1.2 million. So the final student question, uh, this is going to come from Eugenie, and Eugenie is uh, across the seas. Go ahead and unmute to ask. Hello. So I'm a big fan of your show. And so um, I wanted to ask you, uh, like I heard that uh, you receive items from other states in the U.S., but so do you travel there to find the items or do the people come to your pawn shop and um, go and ask you about it? Um, so we can't just wait for people to walk into the shop with something. Otherwise we wouldn't know our shoot schedule. So our crew needs to know when they're showing up to work, what time they're showing up to work. Uh, so basically we have it down into a system where if you have an item that you want to be on the show, you pitch it to a team of ours. Um, we have an email and we have a whole process system. So that team puts together all the information about the item, photos, your asking price, any information you might have about it. And then that goes into a list that we give to Rick because Rick does really buy these items. And so, you know, we want to make sure that he's interested. We don't want to waste anyone's time for coming to Las Vegas or even on the road show. If Rick is interested or at least interested in taking a look at it, he doesn't know, then um, we accept that item and we confirm. And then we, we book that person per se as a, a shoot time to bring us that into. But again, our, our show is, is, is unscripted. Um, it's, it's not reality. Um, it really is everything, you know, does really happen. If Rick is buying something, it's Rick's money. And we're just basically kind of following it. Um, Rick did have some, some things that he was looking for in Europe. We went to Europe a couple of years ago for the show. We went to Italy and we went to London and, uh, and also Nottingham, England, because uh, he heard that there was a, a copy of a certain book that he was interested in Italy. And so we followed that journey. Um, but again, you know, it's, it's us as producers, you know, kind of like 
following the footsteps, you know, calling the bookseller in Italy. Do you have this? He thinks it was this. So then, you know, we coordinate the shoot and, and, and go find it. So we as producers find things for Rick and then other people pitch them. But, um, but everything is, is, uh, is, is a real item, a real seller. Um, and it's when you see it on television, it's a real transaction. There's a lot of inquiries here in the chat about when are they going to do Pawn Stars do Europe? Um, so I don't know, guys, stay tuned. You never know. So before we let you go, I asked this of all the guests, what advice could you give to the kids as they go off into the world and kind of figure out what they want to do with their lives? Again, I think like you, you take a look at all the different aspects of, of this business. Um, again, you know, podcasts, uh, you know, writing, television. I mean, obviously we can all be content creators with our phones and, you know, we can put something together. I think it's really important to, you know, uh, be able to be a great storyteller, be able to explain what's happening and, you know, even explore that on your own, you know, um, do your own like mini, mini little documentary, um, find content that you are interested in that you maybe have as a passion project that you want to get out to someone. I think it's just really important to always kind of, you know, think of different story angles and think of different ways to, 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 uh, show your interest in something to the public and, and kind of go out there. But I all, my big, big thing is, um, if you want to do something, I always say, if you have an opportunity to intern or volunteer, I mean, people don't volunteer a lot anymore. And I know that everyone's time is precious, but if if you really truly think that you want to do something, but you don't know, find someone who's really doing that and, and go to them and say, you know, I'd love to like shadow you for a couple of days or, you know, can I follow you on this project? I'm, I promise you they'll say yes, if you have the enthusiasm, because that's one thing for me is, Anyone that has an interest in something, I want to help them because I am a pay it forward kind of person. But I promise you, if you take the time, the people will take the time to teach you. Well, thank you for volunteering with us today. And thank you for paying it forward. And <laughs> we will go. But before I end the meeting for all, I'm going to allow everyone to unmute. And can we all collectively say thank you to Tracy Whitaker, executive producer of Pawn Stars. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much.